Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perrette. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story today, you're not going to believe this, New Zealand is opening quarantine facilities for everyone who tests positive and maybe even for some people in their family. They're taking positive tests, not illness. They have had 22 deaths total, 20 of which were reported by May 5th. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to this work. This is forcibly or they're voluntarily going? I, I couldn't. It just came out. The health minister just announced it. And he was all th- so happy that people in New Zealand are cooperating. It's one family. Like, they haven't had a positive test in who knows how long. I was trying to look in the New Zealand papers to see how they were, what mechanism they were unrolling for this. But I couldn't find it. But Australia has been crazy. Like, I need your papers, please. That woman, that New Zealand chick who runs it, her dad was like a police chief, I, I if I recall correctly, because when that whole New Zealand shooter thing happened and then they banned guns the next day or confiscated guns the next day, I looked into her background and her dad was like a big cop. So I was smelled a rat with this chick from the beginning or from the first time she got on my radar. And now, I mean, that place is a testing ground. And I'll tell you I was going to ask else. you if you think they're testing I absolutely think that they're unrolling it. And I just, I want to say one thing about Lebanon, and then I just want to go into what you were telling me about Gates and Bloomberg and what my fears are. Yeah. Let me say one thing in response to that. To the New Zealand? Mm -hmm. The NBA is quarantined. Yeah, they're getting paid partial salary for their NBA, and they're getting all these benefits. And the journalists, they're getting the whatever salary they get as well. But they're still quarantined in a facility that they're not allowed to leave that if they do leave even if they go out and get takeout food they have to isolate inside of their hotel room for two weeks so they, okay. they are in a well, sense quarantined too it's like this tyranny creeping tyranny surrounds yeah. people and you might not necessarily recognize it you only recognize it when we see it in other forms that distant from well, us as there's opposed a to- velvet there's the velvet glove kind of thing where they give you the UBI. So everybody's kind of happy and kind of hopes this doesn't stop. And they, they've actually got you an excuse. They make it look virtuous to submit. And there's just something important about that NBA story. You can keep going if you want, but no, that's, that's the only point I wanted to make. Okay. Yeah. So, so one of the things, so first of all, the people in the NBA, I'm sure are having a much better experience than a bunch of citizens in New Zealand in quarantine facilities, which I sincerely doubt are going to be as good as the hotels that NBA. Of course. Yeah. In. And one of the things they said was this family of four, four people in a family are the only ones who are testing positive and they can't figure out how they got it. And they don't shame these people. And they're saying they're beginning to ask the question, which is absolutely effing ridiculous. If imported goods transmitted the disease to somebody working in a distribution facility, as if yeah. it jumped right up and grabbed their meat, to quote Frank Zappa. And so, like having takeout food and then having to quarantine the food itself touching the package, chicken which is wings. something that we saw that before. What? In China, there was a story about chicken wings being contaminated with COVID. 
But it's I've just casual knowledge of germ theory tells you that germs are are specialized for their environment. That respiratory germs are respiratory. That GI germs are GI. That skin germs are skin. That's why if you pick something up off the floor and eat it, if you if if you ate dirt, sorry, if you ate dirt, it wouldn't be the same as eating spoiled food because spoiled food has stuff in it that makes you sick. Eating dirt would like give you a tummy, tummy ache, but you're not getting salmonella from dirt. There's different, the germs only live where they can thrive. And that's the stuff that's dangerous to you in that. I mean, I'm just talking about my fifth grade knowledge, which I've lived with my whole life. Nobody's ever debunked those basics that they taught us true or not. That's what they taught us. This flies in the face of that. I'm not buying it anyway, but this is a rollout. And the Lebanon thing, Lebanon declared, they didn't declare martial law, but it says that the, the parliament gave the army. So last week I said that government stepped down and it sounded like, oh, they stepped down in light of protest. They stepped down to make the whole effing thing worse. In my opinion, that's what I predicted. And this today I saw the news. It said, Parliament gives the army, the military, all sorts of power, including declaring a state of emergency and allowing the army to curb free speech, to curb freedom of assembly, to curb freedom of the press, and to enter homes and arrest anyone deemed a security threat. So from all deemed around a security the- threat. By whom? By the government, of course. And these are protesters. They're they're afraid of protesters. I mean, a security threat to whom? To the to whom? You're in your apartment. So everywhere around the world, they are using different methods to make it possible to go into your home and drag you away for not doing anything, not being arrested for a crime. Deemed yeah. a security threat is not committing crime. And then at the same time, the Portland DA is refusing to prosecute people who resist arrest or interfere with the police officer or a bunch of things that would be cons- are, are crimes under normal circumstances. And they send them back out to protest again. And I looked into that guy's background because it was all over the news. Like, he is not a Soros guy. He beat the Soros guy. Well, that may be true, but he's been, he, it was, his election was credited to a group that is, that on the board of which is Patrice Colors. So really, the Black yes. Lives Matter co-founder who yeah, I mean admitted the, the to DA be a isn't isn't black, but his support was like real justice now. And John Legend, the oh, singer who's super super deep statey, if you yeah. ask me, he went to Harvard. Not that that's <laughs> I went to Harvard, but whatever. He seems more deep statey than uh, anyone I ever even met there. Yeah, he's but, a puppet. Although, no, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. Over the years, I have seen like weird things about people whose names I recognize from those days. I don't know. I thought Yale was the CIA place. But anyway, John Legend seems a little sketchy to me. And so uh, it just seems to me that they're turning our rights upside down. And I'm super afraid now that I'm in California. It didn't occur to me like... I just didn't realize these kids, if my kids are meant to go to school, they're doing online school right now. If they're meant to go to school, they might be forced or not. I mean, I might be given the choice. They have to take the vaccine if they want to go to school. 
What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- 653-8838. Check out Neighbors Feed and Seed, y'all. It's truly a fantastic, helpful, resourceful place. And if you have any questions, give them a call and Bill or James will help you with anything that you need. All right. Bill Gates today was interviewed or an interview from Bloomberg with Bill Gates was released today. And he had a lot to say about vaccines. He spoke on this interview about vaccines, 5G conspiracy theories, and hydroxychloroquine is actually with Business Week, excuse me. And a couple of the things he said, he said, we'd be lucky to have much before the end of the year, but then in 2021, a number of other vaccines are likely to get approved. This is him talking on the chances that we will have a widely distributed vaccine by this year. And then when asked about why he's kind of uh, the bad guy, or people who resist the, the vaccine, he says, it's ironic that people are questioning vaccines and we're actually having to say, oh, my God, how else can you get out of a tragic pandemic? Here's the thing, though. I mean, if they're putting people in FEMA camps and they tell you, look, we're not arresting you. You just need to take this vaccine. You have a choice, which is a crazy choice. To have. Here's the problem with the vaccines. These vaccines are have not been around for a long time. I'm not a, I'm not in favor of vaccines generally, but to do one that's not only being not not only not in the general population for a long time, which is my number the only thing that I've ever said to my uh pediatrician who I I'm like my kids are not getting Gardasil and he thinks I'm a nut, but I said, "Hey, Look, they ha- they've gotten all their vaccinations to my horror. And but I said this hasn't been around long enough. You just don't ha- you don't see if these kids, if these girls aren't able to, you know, if it impairs their fertility or it causes cancer perhaps. So if it's not been around, you really cannot know. Plus to rush it through trials, to- they're producing the vaccine while the trials are underway, are they really planning to throw all of those doses away? That's what it says so. in Operation Warp Speed. They will produce them on and on mass as they're testing them, and then they'll throw away all the ones that don't work. And it's billions of dollars of taxpayer money that's going yeah, into this. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it could go either way, but I think it's reasonable and not even kooky, anti vaxy to say I'm not giving my adolescent kids. My kids who are going through like reproductive maturation, something that they've already said connects to estrogen and other stuff like that. I just I'm horrified at the prospect. I really and if I if it were just me and and everybody in my house took orders like we were living in the bunker, then I would be able to call the shots. But I'm the <laughs> my kids aren't like, OK, mom, I'm just never going to go to school again and. We're going to learn how to shoot in the basement and stuff like that's just yeah. I'm the only one here who who just looks around at this beautiful and place. It's crazy. And it's fucking horrible. So he was asked, Bill Gates was, 
about whether or not a COVID vaccine should be made mandatory. And here's what he said. Making something mandatory can often backfire, but you might say that if you're going to work in an old folks home or you have any exposure to elderly people, then it would be required. Right. And then what about teachers? Do they get to age discriminate and fire old teachers? Yeah. Maybe not. And yeah. then they'll mess up with their pensions and make them keep working. Yeah, they'll they'll give you this, quote, choice, but that's just fascism. You can and, shoot the kid or I'll shoot the kid. And their like attempt, yeah, exactly. Their attempt is to try and create an environment where companies, private companies themselves, they do the mandate so that the government doesn't have to. Absolutely. And I would say... The places where people congregate, such as schools, live events, sporting events, music, all that stuff. The events, the sports fans, I think, are going to lead the way because they're For going the vaccine, to need, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, they're canceling football season. The conferences are dropping out of the season left and right now. Yeah, I've seen people like say, yeah. like, that's what they can't stand. And I'm telling you, I think people are moving out of L.A. because they're closing the gyms, not the bars. Like, I, I think that it's that there's, of course, and why not? I mean, we're, we live in cages like hamsters. Like, we might as well, of course, it's normal to think that we need to be a part of something active, whether it's ourselves or our, you know, our pastime or what. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing from Bill Gates. He was asked about being vilified by anti-vaxxers, another conspiracy theorist, and he said, it's strange. They take the fact that I'm involved with vaccines and they just reverse it. So instead of giving money to save lives, I'm making money to get rid of lives. But he's... Is he riffing on his own TED talk where vaccines reduce the population? I mean, I understand like how you could double interpret what he said. But the fact is, his number one goal in life is and always has been to reduce the population. I mean, someone might say that. Like, how do you how do you reconcile this weird dual mission of yours? I mean, it's weird. But here's the thing about the vaxes and the masks and everything. To me, this is like masks. I was looking into this because the guy, the really, he's a really celebrated guy. Uh, Takuo Aoyagi was a Japanese guy who, and doctor, I believe, or a scientist who invented the pulse oximeter. I'm going to show you mine right here. Oh, yeah, I know. Pulse oximeter right here on my desk. And it, it's a very clever way of measuring oxygen in the bloodstream, yeah. which the presenting illness with COVID can be simply low blood oxygen. And normally they would oxygenate you, but because they don't want you to aerate the virus, they were putting people on ventilators, which was killing them. If you're and over that 65. Is, yeah, that's a problem because that is not just a freaking sign of coronavirus. That is a sign of plenty of other respiratory diseases as well. I have to check that it's, thing on my mom all the time. For years, that's been the number one thing that I check on my mom. It's the number one negative side effect of wearing masks. Is that it lowers your oxygen level. Right. Of course. So when they were saying these were, they kept talking about, there was a front page Wall Street Journal article, which I read to you about happy hypoxics. They could not figure out how on how people who were not ill had low oxygen. And I'm just wondering, I would be very interested to shoot this guy an email and ask him what he thinks about mask wearing and hypoxia, but he's dead. Yeah. And the cause of death has not been released. Now, he was 84, but when he received an award last year, he there was no mention. There was never any mention. I did a time-related search of him, never any mention of his illness, even though he's in the news because he's celebrated. 
When the New Yorker magazine asked Mark Zuckerberg how he gets his news, he said the one news source he definitely follows is TechMeme. For more than two years and nearly 700 episodes, the TechMeme Ride Home has been Silicon Valley's favorite tech news podcast. The TechMeme Ride Home is a daily podcast, only 15 to 20 minutes long, and every day by 5 p.m. Eastern, it's all the latest tech news. But it's more than just headlines. You could get a robot to read you headlines. The Tech Meme Ride Home is all the context around the latest news of the day. It's all the top stories, the top posts and tweets and conversations about those stories, as well as behind the scenes analysis. The Tech Meme Ride Home is like TLDR as a service. The folks at Tech Meme are online all day reading everything so they can catch you up. So listen to the one podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every single day. Search your podcast app now for Ride Ride home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. So, oh, yes, I would like to tell people Tech Meme is supporting us. We love that. And they're only here for this week. So if you could show some love and subscribe to Tech Meme Ride Home on your favorite podcasting platform. Speaking of mask, the employees at the Madison, Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources are being told to wear face mask while doing Zoom conferences, even when there's nobody else around at their house. The comment came from Tony Evans. He gave the mask order and he said, also, wear your mask, even if you're at home, to participate in the virtual meeting that involves in any virtual meeting that involves being seen such as zoom or any other video conferencing um, even by a non-dnr staff if you're in a meeting with them set the safety examples which shows you are a dnr public service employee so it's about modeling the behavior in this instance but the employees now being pretty much required or highly suggested to wear masks during zoom meetings i see how it's modeling the behavior you want I also see how it's demonstrating complete obeisance, yeah. even in the even when an actual real life argument cannot be made. But I wonder if there's even another level to it, because I saw an article yesterday about facial recognition is completely possible, even with a mask, because it yeah, really focuses on the eyes. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if this is because that. All the stuff that they're using, I, I think you and I both agree that there's an element of training AI in the fact yeah. that now every interaction is digitized yeah. and communicated. I expect the, the new iPhones potentially to be able to see through your mask with the facial recognition. The, one, the iPhone 11 cannot. Or if they can't do that, go that far, they could refine the eye element because that's what they were saying. AI doesn't need the only needs your eyes for facial recognition. So, so that brings a be, problem with the goggles because the goggles have been recommended by Fauci lately. Yeah, I don't know what, if that's the next step of seeing through. Certainly they will be see-through. So maybe they do one step where they're just figuring out the eyes and then they can overlay the goggles. I mean, I don't know how AI learns, but I'm certain that the more information you can give in a controlled way, controlling other distracting variables the easier it is to refine the parameters of, you know, they, they resolve themselves. You know, they interpolate, 
within the, I think, I assume that's how it works. So if you have a certain parameter, if you define the parameters better, it's going to be easier to refine the outcomes. I just think that the more they can parse this stuff up, the information up when it goes in, the easier it will be for the thing to learn. That's all I'm thinking. So that maybe masks on the thing is going to help it make that level up. It's going to challenge it, make it better. Yeah. Like you said, level level up. up to the goggle thing. Yeah. That CNN ad I told you about the other day where they were showing, there was a couple CNN ads where they showed different masks, and I forgot to tell you what they actually say at the end of that commercial. Again, this is a 30-second CNN ad. They're called Facts First. That's what this series of ads are. And this particular one shows mask after mask that has I heart Fauci, Black Lives Matter, other social justice messages on them, clearly political symbols with each mask that they show. And while they're showing the mask, there's dramatic music playing, and they say, a mask can say a lot about the person who wears them. And there's a little bit of music, and it goes a little bit longer, and then then very dramatically it goes, but even more about someone who does not. And then the music stops dramatically. Demonizing non-mask wearers is the takeaway message of this commercial. And then the other commercial says... The other CNN commercial says, this is a mask. This will protect you from coronavirus. This is not a political oh, symbol. I this had an com- idea. Yeah. One patient at another, one patron said that he works in a healthcare facility, maybe even a doctor, and he wrote across the mask, placebo. So you're saying like, this is a mask. Isn't that a Magritte thing? Like Magritte, that like, this is, this is not a pipe. This is a picture of a pipe. And I think they had a dog food commercial. This is not a dog. And it was really a puppy. But this is not a mask. This is a placebo. That is an idea for our friend who our patron saint who makes the masks that say like I got that say obey and I'm not buying it. That's I will give him a little plug. Lowering my oxygen level. Yes, yes, the, I, yes, or just so many things, and you can you'll customize to it. That's LibertyGear.net. I sh- I really owe him a shout out because I love my masks. My brother actually stole. Did I tell you this? Stole my mask. He loved the Obey mask so much that he stole it, and he was texting me like as George the friendly truck driver as he as he drove through California. He kept texting me how many people loved the mask. So I guess. L.A. is one thing, but maybe where the truckers hang out, they know it's a little, it's crazy here. That's where they get those rowdy masks in the the truckers. Yes. And it's so, the diaspora, though, is amazing. Like the Uber said that they were, they if they had to be called employees, that Uber might not stay here. And if Uber shuts down, that would really hurt this place, I think. And, and this diaspora out of L.A., out of New York, record number of apartments. You totally were ahead of that. Uh, they retail is leaving New York, all this stuff. And I, I will reiterate, I think that the point is to have this diaspora from the big blue cities into all the smaller cities where the numbers, they will overwhelm those cities and get them majority Democrat if, if they're truly dispersed. In the meanwhile, all the 5G, all the infrastructure, all the green stuff can be built up in the cities with the congestion down. And then they can just have a boom and bring all the people back and leave and just decimate all the rural areas. It's just a thought. A big welcome to our latest sponsor, an avid member of the Propaganda Report community, True Hemp Science, experts in CBD with a huge variety of premium CBD from different farms and with different cannabinoid profiles all in one place. Go to truehempscience.com slash prop report for your special offer. I would like to, (laughs) it's funny because I love this, uh, 
stuff that I get from True Hemp Science. It's the ultra muscle rub. And they heard how much I love it. So they actually are giving a fantastic offer to Propaganda Report listeners, a $20 value, a half ounce of the Ultra Muscle Rub. And I pay for it, so I know that's true. They are giving that to any Propaganda Report supporters, who listeners who buy $50 or more from truehempscience.com. And, uh, but you have to use the coupon code PRP code, P-R-P-C-O-D-E, all caps, PRP code. So good luck with that. We love our CBD people. And can I give Andrew a shout out? He's a patron saint. Of course, yeah. Always has a good shout from out. Al- is this Alaska? Andrew? Yes, Andrew from Alaska. But he's um, LEO, so we want to give him a, a better pseudonym because I think that's his real nim. Yeah. So we're going to open it up to the next disappearing patron party, what we should call him. So- I didn't just out his location, did I? Was I not supposed to do that? He says, he says, he says that he's in Alaska, but I, I cautioned him to, to maybe he should change. Maybe we call him Sheriff, like Sheriff Andy. <laughs> I don't know, but he wants to shout out and cheers to us, Monica and Brad, for all the hard work we do and the good cheer through all the dissonance. He, he also says that, uh, he's thanks for the idea of having a pseudonym. So maybe I did. Jump the gun by adding him yet again. And August 24th begins his paternity leave. So oh. he will be able to join us for many cocktail DPPs. I guess he stays off the sauce when he's on the job. So thank you for our longstanding patron saint. Thank Andy you, Andy. And nice. Andrew in Alaska. So that was my idea about the diaspora. Uh, I have more, but if... Did you want to... Should we talk a little bit about... Biden? Yeah, I wanted up, to tell you, you for, okay, the yeah. Biden thing, and this this relates to the Biden thing because we saw this yesterday. The, the entire news cycle the past 24 hours has been about how Trump's reaction to Kamala, uh, Kamala, excuse me, Kamala, Trump's reaction to her and even pronouncing the name wrong is sexist and racist somehow. Everything's sexist and racist. And I was talking about this with a friend of mine last night because this 1619 project from the New York Times, which... I pointed out about 18 months ago when it first happened is the 1619 project is a New York Times project is a long document where they they lay out their plan where they're going to be erasing the history of America and saying that America was founded in 1619 and everything about America is based purely on racism and nothing else. And the media have all fallen in line with this messaging that originated this this I mean, this blueprint of what they were going to do was announced with this 1619 project about Maybe a year and a half ago or so. I get confused with time versus pandemic, but that's what's going on. And my friend is going back to school. He's getting his certificate to teach history. He already has a history degree and he's getting certified to be able to teach history. And he's been sending me some of the documents that they're learning that they teach. And it is nearly identical to what we went through in that indivisible activist training where the premise is that get the idea that you're not a racist out of your head, get it out of your head. Don't even say that. Just presume that you and everybody else is. And then we work on how you can teach people and how you yourself can get on the path to an anti-racist lifestyle. And it's just about submission, 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 apology, apology, apology. It's, it's unbelievable that history teachers are being trained to teach this version of history to students. 
I have, I have a few things to say about that. I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, but a tweet had highlighted to me and sent me screenshots before the the um, Twitter account got privatized, made private. It was a teacher saying something and a bunch of other teachers chiming in about how hard it is to teach this stuff this way while parents are now there in the room here yeah. in the Zoom that now they have to send the textbooks home and they never had to do that before. I didn't and know that. That's nuts it, to me. It got so crazy that they shut down the Twitter thing, but th- it was really a, a <clears throat> privilege this tweet sent it to me. I was absolutely shocked. But I had a couple of other things to say, which is the this idea of so I always talk about like to say that police brutality is about race is gets people to not care if they don't feel like they're in the race that's going to be targeted, which is a big mistake. You're not going to get it changed that way. I also noticed that like the mail in thing. The mail-in vote thing, obviously, Stacey Abrams is going to make it about race. So they're going to blame federalizing the police and federalizing the vote, which are very, very serious things on race. That's how they're going to get it done, which isn't going to help anybody of any race. And then the thing about slavery, when you make it a purely racial issue or make go over the top with it so it feels like you know reparations or stuff, all those people called in from all walks of life, all of whom were African-Americans in Atlanta – from all different political scopes, they none of them wanted reparations for the exact reason that it would just not go over very well. So, so I say that uh, this is another thing that slavery is the true nature of the state. I mean, taxation is not only theft, it's slavery. It's slavery. So you have to work to eat and they will take half of that effort and to make it seem like Slavery is race-based. Yes, slavery, colonialism did have to come with one country who was ahead of it and other countries that are behind it. So it did go hand in hand with ethnicity and race, but the state will always impose slavery. You are either the master or the slave. It seems to me in in the majority, if not all state situations and negating, making it feel like it's all racial disarms the people who are not in the targeted race yeah that sounds kind of similar to what kanye has talked about when he talked about people still being enslaved he i think was referring to mental enslavement created by this environment that you know taxation and that we can only do certain things and that identity politics really is slavery in my opinion what do you mean i mean that when you categorize people based on when you have to continuously promote the highest person on the intersectionality scale it's just a competition of of oppression and the only way to be okay according to the leaders of this is to continually apologize and fall in line and do what they instruct you to do that's slavery that's committing this idea that you have to live an anti-racist lifestyle. It's they, certainly, I could get there. It's certainly domination. They say, yeah, and it's so domination is the mask sure. thing. The mask thing is about domination. Yeah. They tell you that you can never be non-racist. In this, this training, they say it's never something you can accomplish. It's just you on a lifetime path, and they tell you but you must do what they say. Unrelated to that. It's that's not the main point. The, I think the main point is that 
it's these are all it's just like propaganda coming at different levels with different audiences it's it's just using every conceivable lever to get power control and submission one thing is used on one group one thing is used on another group the the race thing works against both groups like the welfare thing welfare oppresses both the person who's paying for it and the person who's receiving it these things aren't these right. Those things. people who are training people are. That's what I mean. They're also enslaved because they are doing. They're following these orders. Everybody's following, falling in line, and you can never complete it and be okay. You okay. always have to submit. We have to start digging into the Great Reset. I, I, I do think I. We both. Did We've you talked send about that it briefly. to me first? Right, way long ago, because I was like, oh, I saw the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And then I think maybe you brought the Great Reset, and I never really dug into it. Spiro did some good stuff on it. Pete Q's been texting me some stuff, DMing me some stuff on it. And uh, I want to, we'll have to ask Spiro if he's up for it. I want to do a swap cast on about it when I have to go That'd be great. to. Yeah, if you're down, that would be great because I have a feeling. So when I listen, when we did episode 187 of the Propaganda Report and listened to Patrice Cullors talking about the future, that vision, it was very, to me, it really looked like the vibe I got from the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So I think we, I think it's time to really dig into that. It's a lot of homework because to keep up on the news every day and then d- dive deep into that other stuff. It's almost impossible, but I think we should do it. It's probably going to be a week or two. I'll reach out and uh, that would be super fun. Well, terrifically interesting, but also terrifically horrifying. I actually don't know if I want to know, especially since, yeah. <laughs> since the legal man podcast we did, which is coming out any today or tomorrow. When, what was his, how did he make me feel about? I was worried about my children being, you part were of the worried problem. about your children. <laughs> In the future, and he eased your worry. This is a little teaser. He eased your worry by reassuring you that they're probably not going to survive to get there anyway. And he meant it. He was like, don't worry. Don't worry about your children. Don't worry, they're not going to make it. They won't even be there. Oh, boy. He re- he definitely makes cynicism a, 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 a high. Makes cynicism like an art fun. form of humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it's just super humorous. Definitely enjoyed that. And in the patron 15, I'm going to tell you about how grocery store employees are feeling. And I think it is a illustration of a larger problem going on in society. And I would like to tell you two little things. One about how we're going full Europe. And also what I finally put my finger on what really bothers me about the fact that Lori Loughlin is not going to trial. Fantastic. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a great evening. <laughs>